Welcome to another edition of Falcons Corner, Voice of the Falcons, Mike Rickard. Sitting in, pinch hitting for everybody. That's right. Co-host for the day, Director of Athletics, Joy Whittington. Hey, Mike. Hello, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to see you today. You too. Enjoying your coffee? Yes. Downtown Deli's Finest, Black and Brass. Their show sponsor for today. They don't know it, but they're sponsoring the you show You know, today. she gives me a lot of free coffee, so I don't know if that means I go there all the time or she just really loves us, so... I think they can be a show sponsor. I think so. Well, there's show sponsor for today. Let's, let's go. We'll, we'll take it. All right. So how are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah. How okay. is life as an athletic director during COVID time with students in sports trying to participate? I think the first two weeks, regardless of whether we're in COVID or just the first two weeks of the semester, is always very chaotic. It's just getting them to understand routine and waking back up again and not being able to sleep till 3 three in the afternoon. So um, it's chaotic, but they're they're getting there. By the time we hit the third week, we got them going. Yeah. Now, I'm glad that you miss, mentioned chaotic because sometimes I like to talk about what's going on in my household, right? And it's probably the only way that anyone in my family gets to know anything is yes. by watching the show. It cracks me up when I hear about your household. So it's It's terrific. And it's going even better because I made a mistake of joking how my son is just a fall athlete because he's participating oh in golf just to basically get free golf. Right. So he decided that oh. instead of going to golf one day, he's going to go to football practice and be a member of the football team. And, and this he's is Michael. Never played. This is obviously Michael. Well, my, the polar bear cannot play football. He's too fragile. Okay, and I right. love him too stinking much. I right. can't let anything happen to him. Right. So he surprised us with a text. Me, a text oh. that he's. Dad, I don't know if you figured out or not, but I wasn't at golf today. I was at football practice. I love it, and I'm playing. Oh, boy. So that's going real well at the Rickard house. <laughs> so you could just imagine. Mrs. Voice of the Falcons? Yeah, I was just going to ask about her. She's not a fan of Mr. Voice of the Falcons as much oh, as maybe some other people might be. Oh, wow. So she is disgruntled, Mrs. <laughs> Voice of the Falcons. She is not happy that her firstborn is playing football. So wow. we're working on it. but. I'm okay with it as long as he can keep himself safe and he's ready because you just can't play three. You just can't have three practices and go play a game. So we've used our resources here because we have great football resources here. We do. We absolutely so do. So he has spoken with the legend. Oh, wow. He's spoken with Billy Reese okay. and Coach Pardini. You know, and so they, at least he's mentally prepared. He's mentally prepared and they went over some physical stuff with them and, you know, you know I how feel to hit like, you know, hit, being so. your kid, his body has to be physically prepared for this. So. Yes. So I think we're okay. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. We'll see what right. happens. You know, he's going to take. A, he's not going to play their first game. He's going to wait to uh, week two just to just to be ready. Okay. Even though he insists that he's ready. So yeah, he's your so kid. Of course, he's ready. That's how you would be. I know. I hope he doesn't watch the show because then he's going to be like, I could have played, Dad. <laughs> you know, but but anyway, so that's what's going on at the at wow, the record house. That's so a lot. It's, it's going to be a long weekend. I feel like it's a lot of happy times. <laughs> It's a lot of happy times. Not only do we have a two-hour drive for AU tournaments, too, so that's a whole different situation. At least you don't have to clean this weekend. Yes, I do. Oh, gosh. I hope we got there. So oh, it's a boy. mess. If Let's let's change topics to move on. real okay. soon. Yeah, I understand. Because we've got a lot to do today. Um, Troy Tucker is going to be joining us. Yep. You know, he's the executive director of Region 19. Why don't you give us a little back? Like, you know, yeah, you know Troy for definitely. a little bit. Give us a little back on what we could expect Troy's been... Um, Troy's just really led us through this chaotic time, and he'll talk a little bit about that. Um, 
But I've known Troy, I don't know, five years now, and he's really been a solid resource for me with anything. I mean, he he's the first guy to say, hey, here's my cell phone number. If you need anything, let me know. And I'm usually the first person to take full advantage of that. Right. So um, anything, like we're working on EADA reports, whatever it is, and you're just like, I'm really not sure. Troy can get you to the right person. Um, and he just he knows how to really take all 31 members who are very diverse and different because you have scholarship side, you have a non-scholarship right. side. Um, and just keep us going. Good. So yeah, I think you know we're really in for a treat today. He's going to have a lot of good nuggets for us, and awesome, be solid. Good. And then uh, before we you know take a break, what else is going on with Joy Whittington? Anything we need to know about? Man, well, we have five uh, women's basketball players on campus. Okay. We have some softball players on campus. Um, been meeting with the coaches as much as possible. You know, I think uh, watching the women's basketball players kind of go through uh, our Jasmine Lewis tragedy. Right has been um, really sad and trying, but really amazing. Yeah. Even with your freshmen who had not have a chance to play or really know Jasmine that well, mm -hmm. how did they take it? Like, do they see yeah. like, all right, I'm in the right place. This is a great, you know, program that we have, a great yeah. community where the girls love each other and, you know, are going to support each other through, you know, any tough times that we get. Yeah, I mean, I think you just hit the nail on the head there. Um, <clears throat> that's what I'm seeing more than ever now. And it's challenging because um, I think we have nine girls virtual and we have five here because of their major. Right. So you don't get your hands on them as much. You don't get to have those, you know, look into their eye type conversations. Um, but they they definitely see that the outpouring of support right. for this tragic situation has been unbelievable. We've almost raised $5,000. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And I spoke with the family on Monday or Tuesday and... Um, they were just so thankful. Yeah. Um, and the college community has been unbelievable. I mean, even to this day, we might have put that out a week ago. People are still giving. Good. So we're going to keep it up there. And yeah. it's on our website. If people want to give, they can still give. We'll probably keep it up there maybe till midweek next week. And then we'll be able to cut the family a nice check to Good. help them out with the funeral costs. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, as any parent, they're never prepared for that. So any help they can get. Absolutely. Is, is a definitely a big help. Definitely. Awesome. Beautiful. So, yeah. All right. We're going to get ready for Troy. Yep. Actually, good. Eric is already getting ready for Troy. That's of why, of course, we want to rotate the seat. You handle the pressure really well. I, I told you when I walked into Eric's office, I had all the pressure in the world. As soon as I walked into his office, it calmed me right down. Yeah. He was just a little, he was on 10 today. Well, he's getting ready for Troy. He's getting ready it's for Troy. It's a big day for everybody. All right, let's yeah, go. So, all right, everyone, hold on. We're going to be back with uh, Troy Tucker, Executive Director of Region 19 in a second. Take flight. You only get so many opportunities to follow your dreams, to make your mark in this world, to lay the foundation for your future. So never stop dreaming, creating, advancing, because there's something bigger in store for all of us. At Lackawanna College, we prepare our students to make their mark, to help change the world we live in, and to become tomorrow's legacies. It's who we are. This is life-changing. This is Lackawanna College. Hey everybody, we're back on the Falcons Corner. Eric has got out of his way again to get another great guest for us on the show. We want to welcome Troy Tucker, who is the Director of Athletics at Northampton Community College, and more importantly, Executive Director of Region 19. Um, Troy, thanks for taking time out of, we know your crazy busy schedule and joining us for a couple minutes today on the show. No, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. So, I mean, the obvious first question I'm going to ask is how has your life been turned upside down since last March? Just give us like a little bit of detail, not only as region director, but as a director of athletics also. Um, 
I would say at first back, I think March 16th is probably a date that sticks in a lot of our minds. Um, you know, a date when a lot of this started to uh, unfold very quickly. And, uh, you know, as we saw across the country, you know, from games at the division one level being called off at halftime to, you know, teams being on trips and being brought back, um, you know, again, things unfolded in a very, you know, there was no playbook for it as everybody continues to say. And, so from a Northampton standpoint, uh, we had a baseball team that was uh, down in Myrtle Beach. And, uh, you know, so we were trying to get them back after they completed everything safely. Softball hadn't started yet, um, so they were still here. And so on the campus, we were dealing with that. Um, from a Region 19 perspective, we were starting to get, and I was starting to get a lot of questions on, hey, what's everybody doing? And really a lot of schools starting to look for advice. And... Um, you know, as, a, as I think a lot of the four-year schools were as well, Mike, you know, as they were looking, trying to say, hey, will the NCA, is, it, is, it gonna, is the NCA or our conference going to call this off? Is it going to be up to the schools? And so it was really one of those things that was happening so fast. Um, we ultimately, as Region 19, made a decision that we would cancel Region 19 championships, which in itself did not stop any Region 19, Region 19 team or program from participating still, but it did say we weren't gonna host any championships and we were the first region to do that. And I think it gave some schools pause and a chance to say, whew, thanks, we're gonna follow that. That takes the pressure off us. I think some other schools will probably put out a little bit because they wanted to keep pushing through, weren't sure how bad it was gonna be. And I saw that side of it. Um, I will say though it ended up being the right decision uh, in retrospect, I probably could have done some things better in terms of how we communicated it to schools. I don't know if we did a good job with that. And we probably had a day or two more than what we thought we had to communicate better. So it, as I've said to people, I, I think we always can learn from situations. I, I think moving forward, there's some things I would do different. Ultimately, we made the right decision in, in schools and we kept everybody safe. But uh, it, was, it was definitely a, a trying time uh, one of the things I think I've said this to Eric, um, he was at the meeting with us, and I think this is so ironic. We had the Region 19 meeting at um, Wind Creek in Bethlehem, and um, that meeting was February 19th and 20th. And I went back through the minutes of that meeting, and there's not a single mention of COVID-19 in the minutes of that meeting at all. So you can see three weeks later, athletics was completely shut down yet we had 31 schools together to meet regarding athletics, you know, and COVID-19 wasn't even on our radar screen. So it just, a, again, I think a perfect example there of how fast it all unfolded. Now with the decision that you had to make, you know, in March, which shut everything down, did you get guidance from the NJCAA? Like, were you in contact like with the national offense or was this just like, this is Troy's decision, I'm, it's on me? We, uh, we contacted the NJCA um, and we were basically told, listen, it's up to you. Uh, if, the region, if Region 19 wants to make a decision to not host championships, uh, that's your decision. Uh, if schools still wanted to participate, they can. And then it was up to the leadership of the region to say, how would we name a region champion? Uh, whether that be through a tournament, whether it be through regular season play. So we had those protocols in place and we were prepared if four or five, six schools wanted to continue to play, how we would pick a champion and things. But again, as we all know how it progressed relatively quickly, you know, everything was shut down. Within the next two weeks after that, there just, there wasn't anything left. So 
we were a little early, um, but ultimately it was the right decision. Um, but at the same token, um, you know, we were given some latitude if schools do, did want to continue. But it ends up, you know, in athletics, just like this this year's turned into, you can have everything in place and, be, and want to play. But if you don't have anybody to play, <laughs> you know, your, your hands are kind of tied. So uh, I think ultimately that's what happened to all of us. And we've kind of seen that this fall as well, even in sports like cross country, you know, which the NJCA is still participating in and holding a championship. It's been tough for our Region 19 schools to find competition due to the lack of NCAA D2 and D3, especially in a sport like that, that we would travel to many of their meets and participate. There just isn't any meets locally for the kids to really get a full, good student athlete experience. Troy, I'd like to go back to that region meeting that we had there in Bethlehem. And, and you were doing a, uh, a, a men's and women's basketball seating show that night. You know, and uh, you know, we had the slideshow going. Joy wasn't there that night because she actually had a basketball game. And so when I think back to that night, and, and like you said, how fast things have changed. One of the things I'm curious to know is, you know, being the executive director of 31 schools, what were some of the challenges that you saw and that we really needed to address as a group um, going forward to finish off the spring uh, for what that looked like versus how we're now planning for the fall? Actually, you know, a lot of our plans are already set in place and we're rolling with what we got for the fall. Yeah, it was, you know, Eric, I think the, the big thing for me is I tried to look at it globally. Um, one of the I hate to use the word issue, but I don't know a better word right now off the top of my head. One of the, the issues I think that in the NJCA, and maybe more so here in the East Coast, is you know, the regions are based on geography. So if, if you start a college in Eastern Pennsylvania, you fall in the footprint of Region 19, and you have to be in Region 19. There's no process, you just, you're in the region. And Unlike at the four-year level where schools apply to be in a conference and go through a process and the conferences can say you need X, Y, and Z, or you need to have this facility, or you need to offer these sports, or have a budget of this amount, we don't have that. And I think at times that causes us to put a lot of round pegs and square holes in this region because to try to get 31 schools with a multitude of different levels of commitment um, from their administration, it's it's very difficult to have anything that's, you know, an exact fit box for those 31 schools to fit into, and that causes some issues. And, and you have scholarship programs like yourself, you know, who are you have scholarship athletes who are moving on to play high level Division One sports. Um, you know, we have some Division One programs in certain sports in our region. Uh, we have Division Three schools, and we have some schools that offer sports that are, and I would think you know, mainly for participation purposes and nothing wrong with that. But when you try to block all of them together um, to say, we're going to do this or that, it's very, very difficult to get all of them to agree to anything, especially something as major as this is, was it shutting down sports, changing schedules, uh, whatever it may be, just based on resources and things of that nature. So it was a, um, I'll tell you, it was a sick feeling, you know, making that decision, um, you know, hearing some some of the schools that were upset about it, and I understand that, um, you know, and you have to be able to listen to them and you have to kind of just take it with a grain of salt that you're doing what's best for everybody involved, maybe not their particular institution, but for the 31 schools. Um, I think that's the key to any of these positions is 
you can't worry about how it affects your school. You've got to worry about the, the greater good. And that's what we tried to do. I know, you know, my school, you know, we had coaches here who weren't happy with the decision we made, you know, can we reevaluate this? Can we, and I said, well, no, we can't. I mean, this is the course we're going to take. And, um, you know, and again, but you've got to be able to, uh, to handle that and move on and, and, and keep moving forward. And, you know, as you said into the spring and you were a big part of all this, um, I can't say enough good things about this region and how they responded coming out of the negative. You know, we started meeting the week after this all went south and we met weekly, if not twice weekly, all the way up and through basically last week. And, you know, with some of these calls, you know, 75, 80 people on some of these calls, you know, most weeks it was in the fifties or sixties. Um, but people staying on these zoom calls for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, sometimes twice a week. And sometimes we had guest speakers. Sometimes it was just us going through things. And, you know, we really vetted out a lot of things. We had some great plans in place. Um, ultimately, they didn't come to fruition. Um, but at the same token, I think the, the, you have some people that say, that have asked, why did we waste all of our time doing that? We're in the same place anyways. I say, and look at it, you know, I can look a student athlete in the eye and say, I can tell you all the effort that your AD or your school put in to try to make this work. And ultimately it just didn't work, but you know what? Your AD at school X in region 19, he or she gave 100% to trying to make this a good experience for you. Ultimately, we just got caught by something that nobody's, you know, hasn't seen since 1918. Um, you know, so we're in a position that's put us in a, in a tough spot, but you know, really a lot of, a lot of schools working together, excuse me, working together really well. And, um, you know, they really, you know, everybody really trying to pull together. And I think that's been the big takeaway from this. Um, one is that we've all learned how to use Zoom and, and two, uh, the ability of all these uh, people really to come together for the greater good. And I've really been impressed by that. And I hope it keeps going, you know, as we, as we move through this, the, the, the collegiality that I've seen amongst the schools in our region. Troy, we'll be the first ones to tell you that uh, we've, we've sincerely appreciated your leadership during this time and how preemptive you were with some of these meetings and stuff. It was fantastic getting information from people outside the region and what they're doing and how they're handling things and what they're planning for. Um, you know, all 31 of us were kind of, you know, beg, borrowing and stealing a little bit of everybody's information, you know, and trying to incorporate it to what we do at our institution. So it, it was a good thing. It benefited all of us. Well, you know, to follow up on that, Eric, just quickly, and, you know, I probably was too abrupt when I said, you know, the, the collegiality of our 31 schools, you hit on it perfect. It was the collegiality of everybody in college athletics. You know, we, we were reaching out to people. I was reaching out to people I've never reached out to in my life and could not believe how willing they were to drop what they were doing. Hey, would you like to be on a call with Region 19 at the NJCA on Tuesday at 10 o'clock? And they're like, you know, who's Region 19? And then you explain to them and talk. Absolutely, I'll be on it. What do you want me to talk about? What do you need me to do? And I mean, and you, you said we ran the gamut from, you know, some some big time ADs to, uh, you know, Daryl Conway from the University of Michigan, who's still being quoted right now as you're seeing his name in the media, you know, uh, with what he's doing in Michigan, leading that uh, medical advisory board there. And, you know, we really were able to get some good people to come on and speak to us and get some great insight. And And I think it also made us all feel good that, you know, whether you were Lackawanna College or Luzerne County College or the University of Michigan, there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, and, you know, so I think it was, it, it helped everybody and we all kind of came 
everybody in college athletics kind of came together for the good of these, for the good of the student athletes. Now I do have to ask, you have three teenagers, so you as a father, how's that gone in your household with the uh, pandemic? Um, it's been a little different. I mean, my, my oldest son, who's, he's actually a sophomore here at Northampton right now. And, uh, he, his plan was to go away this year. Um, after one year here, he was going to transfer to a four-year institution and, you know, just seeing the writing on the wall, I said, I'm not sure, you know, not that we, we don't support you going away, but, you know, to go pay X amount of money at a school somewhere and you end up being back in my living room on Zoom. Uh, I'm not sure that's the best financial decision to make. So um, thankful he's here again, and, and not just from a financial standpoint, because he actually does a lot for us in our department here um, for me. So I'm glad to have him back around. I'm not sure his sister's glad that he's still in the house. Uh, because, so he's 19. She's a 17-year-old senior in high school. So she kind of wishes he would go away. And then, uh, you know, as, as you and I have talked, my, my youngest son, who's 14, is autistic and just keeps asking when will coronavirus be over you know he just wants to be able to go out and do stuff that he used to do and doesn't really understand everything with the pandemic but he just says gotta wear a mask and wants to know when it's going to be over so that's the so well if you do those two things you're in pretty good shape so he uh it hasn't affected him too much he, it limits his his trips to some of his favorite restaurants but other than that we're uh we're getting through it and uh you know like anybody it's it's been challenging but i think we've all found ways to adapt so I just have one last question, Troy, is that everything that we've been through, hopefully, you know, we are going to get to the point where things are back to normal, whatever that new normal will be. How do you see the region, like, say, in January of 2021? Do you see it as a stronger institution with everything that's gone on? And what are some lessons that we've learned that make that a little bit stronger? Yeah, well, one, I think we're stronger together because of what we've been through. Uh, I, I truly believe that. Um, Mike, I'll be honest, I, I don't know if January 1 is the panacea that everybody thinks it is. We're all of a sudden, hey, January 1's here, boom, we're playing. Um, I would tell you, and this is just, this is not Region 19's opinion. It's not my opinion as the eligibility chair. It's not, it's my opinion as Troy Tucker, you know, athletic fan. Uh, I think if we play baseball and softball this year and maybe some soccer, it's, it's going to be a win for us. Um, I'm struggling to believe right now that the indoor sports of basketball and volleyball get played. Um, you know, I'm hoping to get some outdoor sports in, you know, for you guys, if football can get played in the spring, if the NJCA has a spring season, but I, I don't know. I just, uh, as much as I want this to be over, I, you know, uh, you know, every day, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, you probably saw the story in athletic business today where they've attributed a potential COVID death to a Cal U player here in Pennsylvania to possibly to COVID related issues. Um, and uh, so those things are scary. Um, you know, there's obviously, you, you guys see it every day. There's a lot of different opinions on this whole thing. Is it real? Is it made up? Are the numbers real? You know, I don't know. I mean, that's not for me to answer. I'm not a medical expert. I just, I just think schools are concerned. I'm sure you're seeing this this fall, you know, with your baseball and softball players, maybe more so than other school, other sports. You know, a lot of these kids had full summer experiences in those sports that weren't much different than typical. And then they get here and, you know, we're getting ready to start baseball practice. And, you know, we've got these, you know, I know my coach feels this and the like these stringent 10 person pod and do this, fill, fill out this form, get a temperature, stay six feet away. You know, so we've, you know, we've, we're, and I think it's just gonna be very strict for the kids. And they were this summer they're saying, Hey, we played 
you know, in these great tournaments here and, you know, and didn't have to worry about all this stuff. So, you know, ultimately, I don't know what the answer will be, what we'll play, what we'll do. I mean, the NJCA is doing a great job, you know, planning for everything. I give them a lot of credit for what they've done. Um, from an eligibility standpoint, I, I've got eligibility committee meetings tomorrow and uh, actually at two o'clock today and then and Friday as we start to work through some COVID-related relief for student-athletes moving forward. You've seen some things the NCAA has enacted with basically a free year for fall sport athletes. It's not going to count against them. You know, obviously something we're discussing at the two-year level. Um, so it's so much up in the air, but I mean, I think we are stronger together. Um, you know, I'm, I'm concerned at some schools, to be honest, if this is, I, don't, I hate to say the end of athletics, but I mean, you, with budget issues and things of that nature, you're seeing so many cuts nationwide at four-year institutions, furloughs, cuts, sports being cut. Um, you know, I hope we survive out of this. I think if we do, we'll be stronger because I think we'll become more efficient, more effective. I think we've found ways to communicate that are better. Um, I know Eric has helped me um, with some communication things we're utilizing with our student athletes here through Microsoft Forms, and that's been a tremendous help. And um, I think we have gotten closer with, with individuals in our region um, the ability to, you know, to meet more often, though not in person, to meet every week versus to meet three times a year has, has really, uh, you know, has really helped those relationships. So not really an answer to your question, but, you know, I think we are going to be better off whether we're playing sports or not. Uh, you know, I don't know if anybody has the answer to that. Now, I will be remiss in saying, yeah, you are the chair of the NJCAA Eligibility Committee. However, we are fortunate at Lackawanna College to have the guru of eligibility. And it's a good thing because the changes made by COVID have really kept us on our toes. And sometimes our heads are spinning. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, I mean, I've got, I'm sitting here looking at this binder that's about six inches thick and uh, with proposals that we're going over this week. And um, yeah, thankfully, you know, with, with Joe, uh, you know, on your campus and, you know, and he's been a great, a great friend and ally, you know, to me and, great help as we were going through trying to learn the connect system this past year and you know the, some of the eligibility changes and, and he loves connect by the way he does i think you know <laughs> again, i think they might uh he might there might be a job for him at connect i think someday if uh, if he ever leaves lackawanna but uh you know I, I there is so many changes and i think one thing eric that we've got put into place that i was happy about is that there, there will be a new eligibility book that comes out every month and all changes will be highlighted in yellow, you know, so, so people can see those changes. And I know this past year, I, I just felt there was some difficulty um, knowing when things were implemented, what changes have been made, and so many emails from the national office, and you're trying to keep up with, was that this year, was that next year, or how did that apply? And so one of the goals of eligibility this year of the committee is to try to really streamline the process and make sure that the membership is uh, up to date on what's happening what's new and what's in place and when it goes into place because there is going to be a lot of confusion this year no matter what happens um you know with, with a, is a student athlete eligible or not you know based on <laughs> um you know different factors and then all the appeals that can be put in due to covid so it'll be a challenging year but you know i think everybody as long as i've told the committee we as long as we're working with the best interest of the student athlete being our number one goal then the decision we make will be fine and uh, I think we just need to understand that this has been a challenging and different time for everyone and uh, do the best we can to keep the student athletes eligible and let them participate because 
you know, I'm worried about the mental health aspect. I'm worried about, you know, a number of aspects for these students that are kind of losing their identity or losing something that is so meaningful to them that helps them through the educational process. And you would be surprised that despite all the eligibility changes going on, it has not affected any tea times that Joe has or his handicap. You know, so things are still okay with Joe. So, but Troy, we want to thank you for taking some time out of your day today to, uh, to chat with us. Um, let's make sure we get you back on when things get back to normal, whenever that's, that's going to be, and we could discuss some other stuff with you. Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. And, you know, best of luck to you and the Falcons this year and everything. And hopefully we get some, some sense of normalcy and, and back to what we all love to do. Good. And thanks for everything for, you know, you do for the region and, uh, you know, for your athletes down there in Northampton. I'm sure they appreciate you very much. So thanks, Troy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Troy. At Lackawanna College, we're not here to change the world, but we will change how you think, how you attack problems and overcome limitations, how you push yourself to turn challenges into opportunities. It's an experience that will change your life. And maybe then you can change the world. This is life changing. This is Lackawanna College. Hey everyone, we're back on the Falcons Corner. Voice of the Falcons, Mike Rickard, sitting in today. Joy Winnington. Still here. Great for Troy. I know you listened in. Yeah. And I can yeah. see why Region 19 is in, in such good hand. Really seems like a really good guy. Really has got his stuff together. Yes. And uh, very, you know, very Northampton is lucky, and I know the region's lucky to have him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We actually have a former coach there now, coaching the women's team, Coach Beaumont. Oh, that's right. So that's right. starting to build that program up. And that's it. And I think they got the right person for there too. Agree. And he's yeah. he's right there. Do you he's play like, Northampton? We will this year. Conference schedules. Every team now, um, and this kind of was finalized yesterday for us. We're all going to be in the APEC conference. So versus our Region 19, right? Where we travel to Jersey. Um, so we're going to get a lot of conference games. Um, we're going to fill the gaps in what we. Can Coach Baltimore really doesn't think he's going to come here and win those issues, does he? I you really, don't have to answer that, but I hope not. I don't either. And that's okay. I. You know, I have to hurt people's feelings sometimes. Sometimes. How mean. Yeah, you have to. You yeah. have to. We really want to thank Troy for taking some time out of his yeah. day. It was, it was great to have him. And then everyone got to see Eric for a little bit, too. Yes. You know, yes. so that was that was nice. So the, nice. all our fans that are, you know, are missing Eric, you know, they got a little, they got a little Eric thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, before I leave you, I got to ask you a question. Oh, boy. You mentioned the chickens. Mm-hmm. And we know you don't, well, those of us that know you know you don't eat meat. Yes. But I'm very concerned because I'm friends with you on social media pages. And I see that you're a fan and you like Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't get it. Oh, really? Yes. Like, I see, like, Joy Whittington likes KFC. That's really funny. And I keep thinking every time I see it, what is going on? I know she doesn't eat it. Like, are you cooking? Are you harvesting chicken for the colonel? Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't know. (laughs) That's definitely not happening. All right. So, I don't even know why that's happening, but... It's happened to me before. Right. And it was right when I became an AD and it was a Bud Light advertisement. Okay. So everyone was like, why do you keep liking all this Bud Light? All my coaching friends were like, what are you doing? Like, you just got a job. Like, so I'm not, you know, social media has, it has its ways. I think when we're allowed to get an intern again, we have interns in, their first job should be going through that and anything meat related. Because I don't want it to, you know, I know like you work hard at that. You don't, you don't, you don't want. Definitely not a reflection of my personality. Yeah. And every time I see it, and I see it quite frequently, it doesn't pop up. That's why I just had a, had a mention when we talked chickens earlier. And then yeah, it's like, that's ironic. Yeah, KFC. Have you ever had KFC? I don't think so. The mashed potatoes are fantastic. 
guys. Yeah, I'm not a fan. When I used to be a bigger type person, I used to love KFC, but you know. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, but that's something we'll I work I like to keep people guessing. I guess so, yeah. And we're better to keep guessing than me. It's true, I'm glad that was bothering you, though. You could have told me, you could have asked me why I was doing it. I know, but it just wasn't clicking. Yeah, it just doesn't, Can't usually I don't check in at that night. So, all right, that is enough. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll have you back as a co-host. See, it's right. not that bad. No, it's easy. You know, you drink that whole coffee during that choice after saying. No, I can't. You know, so we'll get you another one. We'll be down downtown, Kelly. Don't you worry. All right, everyone, make sure you tune into all our social media sites and the LC Fan Network for all the good stuff. If you're an athlete watching, your virtual workouts are up. Make sure you get those in. Send in your questionnaires, you know, so you get some nice cool prizes and get some points for your teams and stuff, too. So, but we'll catch everyone next week. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Take flight.